Yeah, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I know it's yeah. just one time, and I don't want to be like I'm not trying to personally attack you because I do stuff like that all the time. But um, <laughs> I do have to point out the fact that you. No, I know. Went to a business that you know didn't enforce the the mask I, that we've all agreed upon. That's just common knowledge that it works. The, thi- the well, the one th- the one thing I'll say for myself was that I remembered, I remembered in my head. I didn't like, I didn't look into it as in detail there as I did later when I went home. But like, I remembered offhand that there was something about like Placerville like doing better and Mm. that we had those tears and I was like, maybe, maybe in this area, they don't have to wear masks right now in this particular county because they're County, right? It's like Placer County, not Sacramento. Yeah. Placer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Colorado County. So, so that, that was kind of my thinking, you know? And, and like I said, I mean, I just, I, um, I just didn't want to like. I mean, I guess it, I guess we could have. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I have no soul. I have no spine. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just, it. I mean, it's just kind of the um, goes to the to the fact that you know you could do everything right. Whatever, have, and nine nine months or something almost or seven well, months. And my my thinking on it too, and I and I think I said this in the in when I did the episode was like. I did kind of feel bad about having stayed there and in in a way it was kind of my penance for it was to report on it because, and I reported them. I mean, I reported them and then I talked about it and I confessed to it on (laughs) on, on all these (laughs) kinds of people, Um, you know, so yeah, I maybe make an example of myself. Like I think part of it was uh, almost a level of like naive uh, naivety on my part because I didn't realize that there were, there were actually restaurants doing that. Like, Mm. like literally just not complying with the orders, you know? Um, so we had a few, we had a few, um, comments while we were talking there. Um, I'm not familiar with, I I read a few, I'm not familiar with the Panama, um, or the New Zealand lockdowns. I'm not, uh, the curfew in Panama that my brother had mentioned. I'm not familiar with that. Um, I'll have to look that up, but, yeah, my so, brother is the kind of guy who, like, if he talks about something, he'll go and research it to no end and um, flood you with information. So if he's looked it up, I'm, I'm and he's willing to mention it, then I'm sure it's going to be some something worth reading. So yeah. I'll look into that. Yeah, I don't know Panama specifically, but I, I do know that the countries that are taking more aggressive action are having better results. Um, <laughs> the end of the day, it's, inf- it's about enforcement. I mean, that's the thing. Like if, if, you, yeah. if you're not going to enforce it, then you're not going to get, yeah, I, I like what Errol <laughs> said. Um, the only way they, these curfews or stay at home orders will ever work is to have everyone stay at home. No more workers at yeah. store UBI for everyone. And that's okay. kind of what I was getting at is like, I mean, this is like the crazy radical left solution, I guess, but it's like, yeah, you shut down everything that's not essential. Obviously you have to have, you have to have medicine, you have to have food, but I mean, you, you, you go bare minimum and you stimulus everybody for, you know, UBI for X amount of time until we get this under control. Like that's, yeah. That's, I think, 
I think the tough part about that, though, is I think that's what Italy did the first time because they were so bad, right? Yeah. It was just like complete lockdown, which is great. But um, like when we did like our lockdown here, um, I work I work in transportation, and we were still running um, normal transportation routes and stuff like that. So it's like who's determining what's essential and what's not, and then when it comes to so that's one thing that. Like I have a little bit of a problem with as far as what's an essential um, because in my mind, um, people were buying up all the toilet paper, buying up. I mean, you couldn't get pasta noodles uh, because they thought we were going to go into a complete lockdown like uh, Italy. And so it was a little yeah. bit of crazy, crazy there. Um, so that's kind of, I agree. Um, I just don't know if we have the means for everyone to stay home for that long. Um, and then to go to the point of uh, having like a monetary penalty, um, I, I'm I'm actually completely um, I disagree with that 100% for the fact that um, I'm under the belief that fines, um, it's overall police policing, I guess, mm -hmm. um, is not being enforced uh equally across all communities you know so i feel like it would be another way for um police officers to target um certain people certain communities even you know and so yeah, I'm kind of yeah. to that. no i mean i i i totally get what you're saying there um I understand the I mean, idea that it would that it would be effective, but I just don't think that it would be equally applied. And that's kind of the problem. Yeah. Anything less than a checkpoint, you know, um, I think is going to be uh, applied differently depending on your community. But 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 that, I mean, what you're talking about is a whole nother problem, right? I mean, you're yeah. talking about like racial stuff or class. Yeah. Even like, like, yeah. Like just your overall social class and whatever, like, you know, um, I live in a different neighborhood now than I did before. And I feel like, um, in those communities, it would give, it would give, uh, an excuse to pull someone over, you know, Hey, are you an essential worker? Where's your letter? Okay. You don't have a mask on. Boom. Here you go. You know, um, I just feel like it'd be, it's just another, it's like a stop. It's going to become like a stop and frisk kind of thing. Um, except now it's masks. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think that a $500 fine for somebody who doesn't have a mask um, that lives in, in, in an area like for us out here, such as like Adorado Hills, $500 isn't as big of a deal to them than it would be for somebody who lives um, in Sacramento or, or something like that. So, um, I think it would be a deterrent, but the enforcement part, I, I just don't, I don't think that's, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess en enforcement is always going to be a problem. I think, um, you know, and, and again, I mean, I guess I just keep kind of going back to that, that hearts and minds thing, you know, where if, if you can't legislate really, I don't think your way, although, your your brother does point out with with Panama some yeah I just I just read that that's super interesting I like yeah, that which kind of does point to the other side of it which is like 
if it's done right, I mean, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. like I would absolutely agree. Like I said, I'm not a I'm not a huge police lover per se here, particularly for certain types of <clears throat> uh, issues that you've kind of alluded to. Um, yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't take away from like the the severity of this problem. Um, is a fine gonna be? I mean, yeah, like you know, like I said, this this kind of branches off into a whole nother set of discussions about yeah. wealth, wealth inequality and distribution and all that sort of yeah. thing. Um, because that's that the problem, right? If there's people that can just afford five hundred dollars a day. So they're not even going to, and then at the same time, they're not even going to get enforced on them anyway, because they're so rich, like versus then you have the guy who can't barely, can't even afford a mask, let alone $500. Yeah. I would be for a fine. I would be for the fine, um, kind of like ticketing kind of situation, kind of like, you know, like with a cell phone thing out here, you know, your first one's a warning, your second one's, uh, whatever it is, $175. And then your third one is like a point on your record. I don't know. I've gotten one, but I don't remember what it was. But um, yeah, if if they were actually like giving you like like mail somebody a mask, you know, like mail a household right. mask, um, so they have no excuse not to wear one, then fine, you know, you could do a mask check if you want. But uh, until they're making it one hundred percent available for everybody then uh, i i would have to say um i would vote against that if if it was put in front of me well that's that's and that's the thing is like that's kind of what i was getting at before which is like we don't have the system of government in place right now capitalism okay i'll just say it like we don't have the system in place to be able to effectively put in that, those kinds of measures i'll go back to like back when back when all this first started um you know, the CARES Act, we had to make, we had to, I mean, we had to do the stimulus, we had to do that. And then we had to make, they had to, the, the House, the Congress passed specific legislation basically saying, you won't get charged if you come into the hospital with COVID. Because what was happening was people weren't even going to the hospital because they knew they couldn't afford it, even if they thought they might yeah. have symptoms, because yeah. they knew they couldn't afford it. So they had to make special, a special contingency for people. Okay, if you have COVID, First of all, first of all, you have no way to know if you actually have COVID because there's no testing, right? But if yep. you happen to have COVID and you come in and it turns out you had COVID and we treat you, we won't charge you for it. But they had to make special a special circumstance for that. If we just had universal health care already, then we wouldn't have had to worry about that. We wouldn't have had to waste time passing that through legislation. It's just little things yeah. like that. And and that's kind of tricky now. too. That's kind of tricky because you know, what if you were to go to the hospital and um, yeah. you you know you you came down with something else, some basic upper respiratory uh, infection, uh, and it wasn't COVID. Now right. what? You know, like you know, I'm sure a lot well, of people sought care, but there was still that little potential where people probably still weren't going. They're like, yeah, I don't right. trust this. You know, well, well um, but we do but need also- universal health care, though. We do. Yeah, well, well, but also to your point, like even for the people that went to the hospital, let's say, and I don't know, I don't know the numbers on this, but let's say people went to the hospital who ended up not having COVID, but they were sick and they thought maybe they did and they wouldn't have gone if it weren't for COVID because they wouldn't have been able to afford it. You know, that's a problem in and of itself. I mean, that's, and that's what I'm saying. We don't. It's kind of crazy too. 
when you said universal healthcare, right? Um, yeah. What's kind of crazy? They always say, you know, um, who's going to pay for that, right? But um, well, we had let's see, because you bought I forgot about the original stimulus, but that was twelve hundred dollars there. Uh, and then we had the uh, what was it? I forgot the dollar amount for unemployment. Was it like six hundred dollars a week or something yeah. crazy like that? Mm -hmm. So you know, that's an extra twenty four hundred. Not including, you know, the the people who are laid off and the unemployment um, that you're paying them out anyways. But you're doing six hundred on top of that, so it's this, the bill starting to add up pretty quick. And I'm willing to bet that, you know, if we had universal uh, healthcare, that I think that I think we would probably be spending close to, if not saving some money. Um, yeah, I mean, on a year by year basis, you know, having preventive care. If somebody, you know, back in February, I don't know if you remember back in February, we actually had a, had a meeting at work. Do you remember that? In that breezeway? And yeah. uh, there was a, a high level um, member and he said, if you're worried about Corona, don't worry about it. Drink a Corona. He didn't think it was a big deal at that time. That was in February. That was the last time that we had met. And then March, last minute, right before, uh, in March, it was like two days before we were supposed to be there. They called it off. I think I do remember that now. Remember that you mentioned, that? I'm trying to picture who it was. Uh, was it someone in our office? No, it's uh, okay. Fernand, his last name is Fernandez. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And he's in the, he's, he's in the healthcare, he's in the healthcare industry. Is he and really? He's, um, yeah. And he's, he's huge. Wow. He's, um, He's part of uh, emergency preparedness planning. He's a really high level uh, employee wow. in the medical field. And that's what he had said. And that was from February. And so here, fast forward here in November, we're still uh, battling this thing as if it was uh, probably back in March, April. Well, I mean. It kind of goes to show like how little we knew at that time. His commander in chief knew more and wasn't telling us. So, I mean, I can't give all the fault to him. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, but, well, I mean, but you also bring up an interesting point. Cause that was, I was, I didn't think it was really a big deal at the beginning either based on what I knew based on, based on which, which was not very much, but just, just based off of history, like what happened with Ebola or, you know, SARS or, um, you know, like the swine flu and things like that. I just thought it was going to be something like that. And then, but, but, you know, the point is you have to be able to adjust your thinking as new information comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's another couple more comments I was going to mention. But um, yeah, that's the, the only thing I was going to say was just that the fact is we were able to do it. Like we were able to make these contingencies in these particular situations. So why can't we just have them all the time? You know? Yeah. I always kind of think of these things. Um, the military is socialism. <laughs> I mean, everybody's yeah. afraid of socialism, but they, they love they their social security that. checks. They love everything else. I mean, oh. yeah, you got your 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 BAH, your medical, like you in don't society have in general. We just pick and choose what kind of socialism we like. That's all. <laughs> we just like it's only good when we when when we're uh, what is it sixty two whatever we start drawing social security right now. Um, yeah. Medicare, Medicaid, disability, <laughs> yeah, uh, unemployment. You know, we 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 like that stuff. Police, for Christ's sake, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, 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 I mean, whatever. I don't think it's like this, what they, uh, people make it out to be, but 
a lot of people like look at uh look at florida look at the population there they're so afraid of like socialism they'll, they'll never uh they'll never vote democrat you know because of their their history and where they came from yeah but that's kind of like a whole unpacking no, yeah. a whole bunch of, so you're kind of unpacking a whole bunch of trauma from somebody um so you're not going to be able to convince them until you unpack that and kind of unload some of those traumatic yeah. experiences that they had well no, I'm, yeah, I mean, and that's another that's another thing. That's another area where politicians have really failed, uh, on a whole, anyway. Um, is is being able to hear people and you yeah. know acknowledge people's stories, and you know, that was the thing. That was the thing that Donald Trump was able to do. Now he he was he's a con. He's a con artist. Like that's that's how I classify him because he has fooled a lot of people into thinking that he cares. But he at least was able to he, he he presented himself in a way that spoke to like middle American blue collar middle class families who feel that they've been forgotten or left behind, yeah. or even lower class you know red state type blue collar families, and he he they, these people felt that this person came along and was listening to them. Now yeah. again, I don't think that he actually fulfilled anything that he said he was going to do, but. He convinced them. He went to place. Hillary Clinton wasn't going and talking to those people, you know. Like, and that's. I mean, even if she did, I think, like, I don't think. Um, I mean, for me, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how they related to it, to be honest. Because whether it's Clinton or Trump, uh, when they were campaigning, neither one of them are, are cut from the same cloth as any blue collar worker or you know any coal mining town or you right. know steel production areas you know those people they were just like you said he is for whatever reason it resonated with them um, right. but they just i don't know if it's an education level if it's just um like you said just sometimes you just want someone to hear you and he made them yeah feel like they were being heard so bernie sanders was more like that though bernie sanders i mean if you like he came from brooklyn and his upbringing was you know not like super privileged. I mean, when we could get into like, that's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. anyway, he, cause he was sort of the antithesis to that with, with what Trump, Trump and Bernie both did something that most mainstream politicians don't do, which is again, being able to connect with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say uh, tap. Well, he made one comment, but he said something else earlier. I wanted to, um, I was going to say, um, well, my brother was saying, uh, about the economy that's kind of a thing that a lot of people are are, are talking about when you when it talks about yeah. this curfew you know like what is it doing to small businesses um a lot of people were kind of saying uh like what is worse you know the the deaths or the death of the economy really you know right because there's people like without another stimulus there's people that are going to it's kind of the thing, like when you overspend one month, how many months does it take for you to catch back up? And, you know, right. Without people on unemployment, unemployment is a maximum of $450 a, a week. I think um, that's what it used to be. I was on unemployment for, I think six or nine months before. And I want to say it's like $450 a week. And then, I mean, when you take taxes out of it, it's probably about 400. Yeah. So you take your average person that, um, middle-class person you're not you're not paying a mortgage on unemployment so what is the long-term effects of that that's kind of 
that's a good point, you know, that, that my brother brings up, Mark brings up um, in his yeah. comment. Um, the question is, you know, what's, what's going to be the, the, we don't understand the complete fallout of all of this stuff yet. So can you see these comments when I do that? Yeah, I can see it. It's okay, like cool. Kind of highlight them across, yeah. That's kind so of I think I, that's, I, that's something that, that people need to consider too, you know? Yeah, I want to, I'm going to try to rem, rem, remind myself to do that because I think that's kind of a cool little feature that we can, yeah. ones that I really wanted to, um, like, I'm just going to do a couple of, these are some of these are older ones. Like this one I really liked, the new war, this is where we need defense. Yeah. And this one right here, um, because, and this is true, this is like, I mean, you go through Iraq, I, I don't remember exactly which ones, I know Vietnam and World War II, and I think um, Iraqi freedom, but yeah, there's several, there's several big wars that yeah. have caused less casualties than COVID have, which I just think, I, I mean, I just want to highlight that really quick because this gets into the really kind of shallow um, way that we think here, you know, you, you drape a flag around something, you know, and, and you, you drop a bomb or, you know, I mean, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to minimize 9-11. I mean, we grew up no, with 9-11. We were, we came yeah. of age during 9-11. I mean, I was in high school. Like, I remember it very well. Yeah, I, mean, I remember that day. I remember that day. I was, uh, geez, I was working at McDonald's at that time. I had gone to work and then uh, it was all over the news. Um, I was, I think I was 18. I don't know. I was, I was still working at McDonald's. So I must have been right around high school, 18 years old or so. But you um, remember... Like the kind yeah. of reaction. We, I mean, we created the Patriot Act because of that. Yeah. You know, we started yeah. spying on so We wiretapped people because of that. I mean, for imagine if we responded to COVID in a per capita, you know, proportionally based on the per deaths that we did to that. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, we, we went into a false war because of that. We literally yeah. – in the wrong country because of world, that. Uh, the World Trade Center so was what two thousand some three hundred or something like that in the World Trade in the in the towers. What about another? It? Uh, how many how many deaths was it like total? Like right around three thousand. Like Twenty nine seventy seven, I believe it was. Yeah, but in the total mm -hmm. event, right? In right the, in the Pentagon and all that. Oh, I th yeah, right yeah, around. Yeah. There, I think, yeah, I think so it was a little more was with three. yeah. So give or take, say three thousand, give or take. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, we're we're reaching almost. We're reaching like two thirds of that per day. That's crazy when you really I think about it. it. But that's Some kind day, of that, um, yeah, faceless, uh, like a faceless um, enemy, right? Um, right. We, we don't we, really we, have something to be angry at. It's easier to be angry at something. That's kind of part of uh, your reaction to stuff. You need something like it's easy to be angry. If I tell you, you know, like, hey. Uh, like say for instance, you know uh, that propaganda that it was like a Chinese, the Chinese flu or whatever, um, mm -hmm. China virus, the China virus, Kung I think flu, the Kung flu. Yeah, I, I think that's hilarious, but uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle said, if it's right, you, if it's you racist, from the president, <laughs> yeah, it just can't be the Dave president. Dave Chappelle, but, okay, but not the president. Yeah, um, you got to watch that little special. I'll send you a link, but it's hilarious. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Um, um, but like that kind of thing, like if it was, let's say it was true and it was um, with all that, I think there was like propaganda that it was like 
made in a lab in China, and that was kind of circulating for a while. So that would give people that would give people a face to be mad at and kind of give them something to focus on and be angry at, rather than this like freak of uh, nature, if you will, you know. Um, so I think that would probably get people a little more riled up. They're like, oh, you know, we're going to beat this thing and then we're going to stick it to China, you know? Well, it was also a lot of brown people. I mean, let's face it. it yeah. Was brown people attacking the United States. So let's, you know, gun- bombs away, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it, it kind of ties into to having something to be angry at, you know? And I think that's what a little bit of deflection, I guess, but um without having like a known enemy it's hard to get everybody behind something so i mean if you're educated we know we know what the enemy is but you know when you i mean you have to you also have to have leaders who can take accountability and not just say this is all china's fault they're gonna pay for it i mean yeah i'm just uh I'm just sharing a couple of the other comments from the past that I kind of like. Yeah, that was. This is interesting in, in regards to the one you just had up um, about the the dollar amount. Yeah, because that, that kind of goes to show. That kind of goes to show. I know a guy who retired from um, my job. Him and his wife together, they pay eighteen hundred dollars a month for um, health coverage. With you know, I mean, they're obviously over fifty five, but. Um, Eighteen hundred dollars a month for the two of them, so nine hundred bucks a piece for coverage. With and they both had pre-existing conditions and stuff. So, if you look at that number of forty-two hundred a month, that's that's quite the savings. Nine hundred to forty-two hundred for right. health for health coverage. This one also um, points to kind of what we were getting at about like, can you afford? Can you afford it or not? It's like. Yeah, it's like we're we're a victim of our own privilege. It's like we're we're able to like well we'll you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just yeah. a lot of these comments came in and I did I saw them. I'm just kind of going back and looking at some of the ones I liked. Um, and then this another one that I really liked again pointing to the socialism part right here. So this was also what I was kind of when I was hinting at with the military. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, I like I like uh, tap trails. It brings a lot of uh, common sense to it. You know, yeah. kind of says the things that nobody wants to say. <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's definitely true. I mean, um, let's see. Oh, okay, COVID infection doesn't mean certain death. Twelve point two million cases, two hundred fifty six thousand deaths. Definitely agree with this one. Every politician is a snake charmer. They are the original influencer. For and, sure. And I mean, that gets back around like kind of in a way what this is all about for me is, again, getting back to like the Gavin Newsom hypocrisy. You know, yeah. you you have to be able to take the information and use common sense and use uh, compassion, empathy, you know, concern for your fellow human um, and not not decide that, oh, well, Gavin Newsom went off and, you know, broke his own rule. So I don't have to do it either. I mean, we're we're adults like, you know, you made that analogy with being a parent and like do as I say, not as I do. But we're not children here. And Gavin is not our parent. You know, we are grown adults. And, you know, it's unfortunately, though, there are going to be those people who are like, well, look, see, he's not doing it. That means it's not important. Yeah, I hope that. um 
I just hope that people remember remember some of the things um, about some of these politicians and stuff when it comes time to vote. Yeah. Sometimes people have a very short memory, and you know, when it comes time to vote, I, I, especially in local elections where we have more of a say so. Right. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But that kind of goes like kind of ties into your electoral college thing that you had uh, on your podcast. Oh yeah, uh, from last yeah. Um, yeah, just remember some of this stuff when it comes time to vote, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that, did you know that um, uh, we were talking about like information and where you get your information? Um, so Joe Biden is still not being given like the the briefs, the the daily, the presidential daily briefings. Like Donald Trump is completely keeping him out. Of, like, whole, like they, <laughs> unprecedented. They're supposed to have like they always have like a transition process. They bring the new president into the White House. They start give. They're supposed to start giving him the brief now. Like yeah. uh, David today on his channel was talking about how like Joe Biden has the same access to information that you and I have. He's not getting any like. It's Dude, crazy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be the sheriff <laughs> evicting him. He ain't leaving. But he is not leaving. You're gonna I would, have to make I that hope, guy go. <laughs> I hope to see that. I hope that. I would love uh, to see that. I would love to see him getting escorted out, like the I matrix. Mean, I'm, I'm picturing like the matrix. Remember at the beginning of the matrix when he gets escorted out by the agents out of his I job. I can't picture it. I can't picture it. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's just. It, I, I saw this meme, and I'm, I'm guilty. I, I love memes, and I and I I don't get news from it, but I think it's hilarious. And it said something like. Uh, Something to the effect of these um, these Trump supporters are starting to sound a lot like snowflakes, you know. And then yeah. like Tommy Lauren's voice popped in my head, and I just started laughing. I was like, "This is great." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere soon until someone makes him. I don't. So, I haven't even been following the uh, the legal action he's taken. I don't even know what's happening with all that stuff with the recounts and everything. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Is it even getting, is it getting thrown out? What's happening to this? Yeah, no, no I'll tell you what's happening. Uh, every it's getting thrown out in every court because. So here's the thing. So there's no evidence because every case is getting thrown out because there's no evidence. Even like Republican judges, some of whom Trump has actually instated himself, and he's like confounded. Like, wait, but they owe me. Like, they're gonna just you know, um, yeah, they're all yeah. throwing it out. And the, the funny thing is his press secretary, uh, Kelly McNanny, she's up there going – the reporters are asking her, you know, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? She's like, I got the evidence right here. She just holds up like a just like a piece, piece of paper. paper. She's like, this, <laughs> I got like the evidence go all right here. And it like, <laughs> came out later that they were just empty, blank pieces of paper. And people are like, wait a minute. So Trump is going to court. And all his cases are getting thrown out because he has no evidence because his press secretary is holding all the evidence and she's not giving it up. Like, what's going on here? Uh, and there's still 86% of Trump voters still believe him. I saw – where the heck was I? That's insane. Oh, you know where I was at? I mean, for people who are not from around here, they have no idea what I'm talking about. But I was uh, – you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Rio Linda and Alcorn Boulevard. Mm -hmm. out here uh so i was coming down alcorn boulevard leaving the military uh the commissary and there was a guy with a trump uh american flag and a trump flag flying on his on the back of his truck and i was just kind of giggling i was like dude like get over it you know 
it's like it's like one of those things like hey I had a one foot by two foot flag or whatever, and now now I'm gonna get a two by four. And if that don't work, I'm gonna get a four by eight. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like flag um, violations too. Have you noticed that? Like, I mean, like as military yeah. people, like we kind of you know we we try to be conscious of like the the rules and regulations of with the, with the American flag. There was one thing just recently where a guy like. He did the distress signal. He did the American flag upside down off of a, a like a construction tower. Did you see that? And people were like commenting. I didn't see it, but yeah, I've I've seen it before. I've seen like the even even the thin blue line flag. Uh, yeah, I mean everything from flag bikinis, which we all grew up <laughs> loving. You know, uh, all that stuff is is a no no. You know, it's literally illegal. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. actually having the flag upside down and it's not actually distressed, like that's illegal. That's the only reason why it's supposed to be upside down is like an emergency. Um, but yeah. Another thing I kind of hate too is when people fly uh, fly the American flag equal or lower to like Trump flags and stuff. That drives me crazy. I mean, I don't care what flag it could be Trump or anyone else, but yeah, um, everybody knows. You know, it's supposed to be flying even if it's just a little bit higher. It's supposed to be higher. You know. Well, I mean, you. I don't know how much of these some of these videos you watch, but there are literally videos out there where you know they get these Trump supporters saying stuff, and like I saw one where the guys like. Um, I support Trump more than democracy. <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> I want you to write him a letter and see if he'll let him, he'll let you stay in one of his towers, his hotels or something, you know? It's like you, um, you have, you have to comical. laugh just so you don't like lose your mind. Yeah. yeah it's comical. I mean, these kinds of people, these are the kinds of people that would like enslave us if they had the chance. I mean, like, if Trump had his way, he would never he would never leave. He would not leave power. So I mean, I had, I had read this uh, book one time, and uh, it was a business diversity class, and it was about um, like patriotism. And uh, I remember I remember coming away with from it, think like kind of questioning, you know, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance and how we do all these things. At what point does it become kind of toxic? You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird if you're gonna if there's su- a such thing as you know toxic uh, masculinity and everything else. Can and can patriotism be toxic? You know because I've said to a lot of people, you know, baseball games and all that stuff. You know, I, I always stand up. You know, I take my hat off. I do all that stuff, and I look around. I, I see a ton of people that don't do it. You know, but then they have an issue with somebody kneeling um, during the national anthem or whatever. But you look around, you got a bunch of people stuffing their face with hot dogs and drinking beers in the middle right. of it. It's like, okay, like where's this where's this standard at? You know, because you know, you have a cigarette in one hand and a beer in the other and it's and, because and, brown people were doing it. That's why. Yeah, I, I think in some ways, There's yeah. In ways, it's just um it's just you just jump on the bandwagon based off of uh, like you know, like you were saying, people just follow follow Trump blindly, or you know, you follow uh, Democrats blindly, or whatever. People just stop stop kind of using like logic to make their own decisions. They just start following what they think is right. Yeah. No, I mean, you make a good point. Like, if you're at a baseball game, you always have people out in the in the back, you know, in get concession stands or whatever. They're back there eating. Yep. They're not, they don't hear the anthem and then be like, oh, wait, let me put down my beer and hot dog and go down and make sure I respect yep. this flag. 
Yeah, you know, I've, I've you, been uh, I, I was uh, invited to a baseball game with two of my friends, um, both of which are um, not affiliated with the military at all. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to pass up on a free uh, Rivercats ticket, especially like we got some nice, um, nice tickets where you get to go up into a little like free food area up there. And uh, we we're sitting there at the table talking and then um, I just kind of stopped. National Anthem came on, stopped, stood up, did my thing. And they were looking at me like I was crazy. I was like in the middle of a conversation. And I was like, whatever, I'll get back to you in a minute, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's that that means something to me. But I don't I don't feel like I mean they could have kept on talking for all I care. You know, I'm not gonna force right. like my beliefs on them. Um I find it rude, but um that's their choice. And you know, when it comes to all these I guess patriotic ideas, I, I think at this point is some of it's kind of getting ridiculous, you know. Yeah, so I mean, picking and choosing, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think I think patriotism is good, nationalism not so much, and uh, and I and and when I say patriotism, I mean like patriotism as in upholding the spirit of the Constitution, which is it's a li- living, breathing document that can be amended, and the whole idea of it is about is supposed to be about civil rights and freedoms and not restricting people and not, you know, but it's not, if it's not done consistently, then that's not really patriotism. That's just, yeah, you know, you, and then you kind of get into like what you were talking about, like things not being enforced universally across the board. Um, But some of these like crazy, um, these, I don't even know what the names of these like protesting groups are, but some of these crazy groups are doing it in the name of like, they're saying they're patriots or whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it's, they, they, it's like they romanticize about, you know, they're this, you know, patriot who's protecting the constitution. I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, you're an idiot. You know, you're running around here uh, with, with freaking guns trying to protect stuff that ain't yours. Like, how is that being patriotic? <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I just, I yeah. just I, I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not connecting the dots. But I, I mean, I don't know. To me, I just think they throw that around a lot. Um, like, like there's some kind of tears to being uh, an American or something like, oh, right. I'm more American than you because of, you know, whatever. I fly a flag outside my house or I'm more American than you because I'm willing to stand up for what I believe in. It's like, okay whatever I, yeah i think i think symbols can be a very dangerous thing yeah um, with uh with your uh flat-footed uh medical keeping you from joining the military bone you know? spurs. Yeah. yeah i got bone spurs or you know i got a ingrown toenail or else i would have joined the military man get out yeah. of here with that you know if you really if you really want to run around with guns and and and, and protect your country you know join the military and they'll pay you to do it don't right. go marching around the streets um, trying to intimidate people that are um, protesting and what they believe in you know, for the yeah. majority peacefully, you know? That's yeah. kind of my bone to pick with this whole patriot kind of thing, but right. I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think patriotism <clears throat> really should be kind of like religion. It should kind of be personal and meaningful to you in your own way it's really about being a good person, right? I mean, being a decent person, you know, 
I mean, like what you said about the flag, like, yeah, I, I get up and like, sometimes I'll, I'll salute because, you know, they made that um, regulation a little while back where like, if you're, a, even if you're not in uniform, like if you're a vet, yeah. you can salute. And I did that a couple of times, but then I kind of felt self-conscious about it because like most people weren't, I don't necessarily want to like point, you know, identify myself or anything. And then plus some people might not know that that's a thing and might think that I don't know what I'm doing. And, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like eat to each his own, you know? I mean, I remember, I remember when I was younger, if I, I would see people like not taking their hat off, um, or even maybe not standing for the national anthem. And I would be like, like, wow, that's not necessarily offended, but just think like, you know, that's sad. They don't know the proper way to act. Um, that's kind of gone out the window lately and not because not so much because of Colin Kaepernick for what he did, but because of the response to it and the inconsistency, kind of like what you were saying about like, you know, um, the people, you know, to eating or, or talking while the anthem is playing, but then those being yeah. the same people that <clears throat> criticize him for kneeling. Yeah, um, exactly. Like I'll say for myself, actually, when when that stuff first came out with with Kaepernick, I I kind of didn't support him um, sitting because if you remember at first he was not kneeling, he was actually just sitting, and then I there was yeah I don't was, remember that part when I when I became aware of it he was he was kneeling and it was yeah. after he had spoken with uh, I, I don't know if he was active but he had talked to a yeah. service member and yeah. the service member had suggested that so that's when I became kind of privy to that info. But yeah, he was sitting at first, and okay. then there was this talk about like should the should the NFL fine him for it? But once I learned what it was about, like why he was doing it, then I was all for it. Especially the more the more that he became like vilified for it, the more supportive yeah. of it I became. You know, because I kind of started to understand what it was really about. Yeah, um, I remember people asking me. Um at work like hey how do you how do you feel um as a service member you know and they'd be all amped up about it and i just like i don't know where you're getting all this you know anger and resentment for like you're not in the military you know like right. it was like your your grandfather was or something well why didn't you join right you know if you want to if you want to be over here judging them and, and and i remember them asking me like how do you feel about it and i'm like you know it's not for me like i wouldn't I wouldn't do that, you know, but um, I understand why he's doing it. Um, well, and controversial uh, protests always seem to be the most effective, right? So I was kind of like, you know, do what you need to do. I don't, I don't, have, I don't feel any type of way about it, really. Well, that's right. More than well, and that gets into the whole thing about like, well, you can protest just not that way. You know, that's not the right way to do it. It's like, what, what yeah. way is the right way? Like, yeah, you know, like, what's the right way? Like, I can't block you, okay? So what do you want me to do? Yeah, I remember when um, there's a lot. I, don't, I forgot. I forgot who it was for a police. It was in response to one of the police um, police shootings, and and I don't remember which one it was, but um, there were some protests. It might have been Stephon Clark because I know it was local, but basically it was like they shut uh, down the Kings games for that. Remember? Yeah, like, so people were protesting at the Capitol, and you know nothing really happened. It was kind of getting a little bit of coverage, and then um, they they shut down the Kings game. Yeah, uh, I can't remember how it went, like what order it went, but 
when when they did that, there was a big like CHP uh, presence because they shut down I five as well. And I remember people talking real big and bad. You know, most of them were the guys you know who uh, really probably can't handle themselves you know but they were like oh i'll run them all over i was like dude you ain't gonna do shit (laughs) like when there's 40 people around you unless you're driving the big rig you ain't doing shit you're gonna get your ass ripped out of the window if you start trying to you know go crazy on people but uh i remember that and then i remember when they went to protest in the fab 40s out here um Mm -hmm. and for those of the people who aren't from around here that is uh like the definition of old money, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, that's when they were arresting tons of protesters that day. Um, some people, I think they were from the SAC B or something, but like um, reporters were being arrested too. And there, um, there was a, I don't know. And I don't know if it was ever found to be factual or not, but they were saying like that they were being, told to disperse and being turned around one street and then being turned back around when they get to the other side and then being arrested for not dispersing. Uh Um, But I I said, I had said to um, people at work, like, isn't that the most effective type of protest? You know, one that's controversial and is, and is interfering with the ability for you to live your normal privileged life, like the life that they're protesting about, like, boycotts like sit-ins uh going back to the civil rights era those were all the most effective you know yeah Um, i mean i I mean that's kind of like how i connect it like it's never been a popular thing or else it wouldn't be a protest to start right well i mean right and you get back to like what kaepernick actually did that wasn't disrupting anything and i mean people Uh were People were literally burning their NFL jerseys because of that. I mean, <laughs> that was funny. It's like I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. You're gonna go. I don't know how much a jersey costs. To be honest, I've never purchased. Not one. cheap. I know that. But they're not cheap, you know. And so you're gonna go buy one, like who, who, Nike. I don't know who even sponsors them. I think it was Nike, you know. But yeah, um, you're gonna go buy it. it. You know, he's getting his money off of it already, and then you're gonna go burn it. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. he already made his money off of you. So what does that matter? Yeah, and maybe for a YouTube like, I guess you could do it, but um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think the NFL makes more money off that stuff than the actual players do. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's an interesting kind of uh, take on the whole patriotism and you know flag yeah. and protests and all that stuff. But I don't know. I love, I I don't I don't like being like the spokesperson for military people or something. Cause I just, I don't really, I'm not your typical like military person, I guess, you know, I guess people, when people think of the military, I'm not really like mentally, like what you would think, like some hardcore, like jarhead kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't really like to be the spokesperson cause people probably, are going to think that like my opinions are the opinions of all my peers, you know? So, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. They always put me on the spot. It's like, I, I don't know. Ask somebody else, dude, you know, I'm yeah. just an average guy. I'm just an average dude with an opinion. Like, yeah, I think I'm probably uh, too opinionated at times because of, you know, the whole commander in chief type thing and all that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm obviously like outside of guidelines at times, but 
<laughs> you know, I am a human too. Like, I'm not a drone. You, you know what I'm talking about. Every year, we every especially this year with the election and stuff, they were saying, uh, "Oh yeah, social, social media protocols and all that kind of stuff." It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. A lot of uh, kind of uh, unloaded a lot of stuff today, though. Talked about a lot of different things. Yeah, 